0: Um, it's Christmas time. It's Christmas time. And what do we do with Christmas? Uh, do do you have all your decorations up? Have you made all your lists? Have you bought presents? Have you uh, taken care of everything that can, do you, do you know, um, do you have the nicest decorations on the uh, block? That's very important as well. And, uh, and are, are you sweet, too, in the midst of doing it? You know, you, it's kind of like uh, one of those Hallmark movies. The lights are down low. Everything's decorated perfectly. And no one's arguing or grouchy or selfish in your home. Um, I, I'm sure all that's going on. Now, what do you do with Christmas? What do you do with Christmas? Now, uh, For those of us uh, who walk with the Lord, uh, we may have even uh, had phrases like put Christ back in Christmas or keeping Christ in Christmas and so on and so forth. And, uh, you know, other people have looked at this and realized as historically that Christmas is a takeover holiday. Uh, By the way, Jesus was born. He was born. Okay. And there's reason to celebrate. Uh, I'm just saying that As you look back in history, like not recent history, but far back history, uh, that you realize that uh, about 300 years after the time of Christ is when they started celebrating his birth. And it became an official holiday uh, by one of the um, emperors at the time uh, in about 529 AD. And so you go... Well, you know what, and and there there are people who even get all wound up about this, and they go, well, as you know, that before then, before then, uh, actually during that time, as well as before then, uh, it was a huge pagan holiday, uh, pagan holiday that celebrated the god of the sun, god of the sun, and as believers, uh, a minority group of believers. Well, they're you know they're worshiping the sun God and all this debauchery uh, believers say well we 're not doing that uh, we will celebrate we will celebrate not the the sun but we will worship uh the sun jesus the same same time of year and we always talk about that too we the birth of jesus isn 't probably when it happened it was probably uh you know depending on who 's uh, Early spring or to late summer, somewhere in there, uh, depending on who's. And so we struggle with this. And some of you are saying, "Well, should we celebrate it at all? Should we, what do we do with Christmas uh, if it wasn't Jesus' birthday? Should we really be celebrating at all?" Um, some have uh, just used this term, this idea of replacing, uh, replacing, replacing worship of the sun with worship of the Son of God. Um. And so maybe you struggle with this idea of oh it was a pagan holiday, it's a pagan celebration, and even now, even now, uh, so far away from that, uh, most I've heard this word said over and over again. It's a secular holiday. It's a secular holiday. It's all about you know consumerism and you know that you know Amazon's making a killing and they don't care about God. Uh, It's a secular holiday. Do we, do we participate? Do, what, what do we do? Um, and maybe others even, uh, not just a secular holiday or a pagan holiday, but it's a selfish holiday, it's a selfish holiday. Uh, we grow up uh, looking at catalogs and search, yeah, it's kind of frustrating, I said catalog, I just said catalog right now, right? Uh, some of you don't even know what the Sears catalog is, I don't even know what's wrong with you. Um. I was just talking to a little one here before the service, and he said to me, "He goes, I was looking on my grandma's iPad, and I saw, and I'm going, what? I could have made some great progress if I had an iPad back in the day of uh, searching for. So, it's a selfish holiday, Um, and you ask the question, well." You know, I, I don't want to participate in pagan holidays. I don't want to participate in secular holidays. I don't want to participate in selfish holidays. I want a Christ-centered holiday. I want a, a holiday where I can rejoice in Christ. And I just want to ask this question, and, and this is really where all this hinges this morning. Uh, it matters how you celebrate. That's, that's what it all hinges on. It matters how you celebrate. Uh, so it, if I could say it this way, it matters how you party. Um, if you party like the pagans, it will be a pagan holiday to you if you If you party uh, like those who are secular have nothing for god that 's what it 's going to look like and if you 're based on selfishness, it will look like that as well uh, this morning uh, I just want to tell you that so that we''re, we're in Christmas time, this can also be considered in Easter time, <laughs> the same idea, this historical problems. What about Thanksgiving, what we have just celebrated? Uh, some have even uh, go, "Well, you know, uh, there was selfishness involved in the early settlers and the idea of the Native Americans and how they were treated, and so we shouldn't celebrate Thanksgiving um maybe you consider you know the fourth of july and you say you know you have english roots and you realize that we're just the colonies right um and, and you say well how can i celebrate that um what about cinco de mayo i don't know anyways um some of you just like tacos that's all you're doing on that day you know you you just like mexican food this morning i, I want to talk to you about uh i want to go back to the word of god word of god um And I want to show you how to celebrate. I want to show you, I want to bring together for you uh, maybe a picture on how you can view Christmas, how you can look at Easter, how you can look at Thanksgiving, how how you can look at the 4th of July and Veterans Day and your birthday and the birth of a child and a a wedding that is to come and an anniversary and and really everything in life. I want to give you a picture this morning on how we walk through these special times of life, and even not just the special times, but the mundane times as well. So turn in your Bibles to Colossians chapter 3. If you're taking uh, notes this morning, good luck to you. That's all I want to say. Good luck. Colossians chapter 3. Colossians chapter 3. If you'd stand in honor of God's Word, I'd like to read to you the first four verses in my new large print Bible. God's Word says this, and I can read it. Um, If then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things that are above, not on the things that are on earth. For you have died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you'll also appear with him in glory. God, we ask your blessing on your word this morning. And we ask that you would help us navigate through it, to understand it, to embrace it. And then uh, help us to navigate this world, this complicated world we live in. God, help us to keep our head in the midst of chaos in the midst of competing uh, ideas about what we should and shouldn't do, uh, may we see clearly what steps you have for us. God, thank you for your word. Thank you for your spirit that guides us. Thank you for your patience with us that's found in your son, Jesus. And it's in his name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. When you look to uh, the scriptures, and specifically the New Testament, and specifically uh, Paul's writings, Peter's, John's, uh, James, the the idea that they are trying to work out what it is to follow after Christ. Having understood the gospel uh, that Jesus came for sinners. And, uh, you you know, Christmas time is, the idea of celebrating the birth of Christ, it's it's a it's the idea of anticipation. It's anticipation. Uh, babies are great, but the, the idea that we celebrate babies and get excited about them is because of their potential. Potential. As you hold a little baby and see the magnificent kids you know, here, Couple years or so when they feel ready to come. I don't. Know, it's going to be a while, you know. But but when we see them, there's this sense of potential that we see the the cuteness and the sweetness and the innocence and realizing that that's going to grow up someday. Uh, and so we excited. And when, when you think of the birth of Jesus, obviously uh, there's some amazing things about his birth about. You know, the, the way he was conceived and the, the family lineage and the, the, the idea of the plan of God coming together and, and then even the events of his protection at his birth, the worship of the shepherds and the, the wise men. And you look at all this and it's so exciting, but all of that points to a time, a time. And that time is when Jesus would go to the cross, that the plan would come to fruition, and Him giving His life for sinners, and then being raised from the dead, and conquering. And, and you look at that, and you go, that's why the birth of the Son is so exciting. Um, and so, as we consider this morning, I, I want you to think about this passage in Colossians, and think, as you look at the chapters prior, their understanding, uh, God has revealed the greatness of Christ, the supremacy of Christ, that he is the one, the one special uh, God come in the flesh, the one who gave his life. And so that story, that message embraced, is now in chapter 3, is the idea of how do we live knowing that? In chapter chapter 3, verse 1, it says this, If you have been raised with Christ... You've been raised with Christ. There's an if there, isn't there? If you haven't been raised with Christ, stay there. Read it over and over again. If you've been raised with Christ, know this, that uh, the gospel is meant to be embraced. It's not just a message to be understood, but it's a message to be understood and then embraced. And the message is all about Jesus, but it includes you as well. The part that includes you is that you're a sinner in need of a Savior. That you're dead in your sins. You're dead in your sins. You you might be able to dress yourself up real well and give the semblance of life, but you're dead in your sins apart from Jesus. And so... Where it starts, this idea of a new life, it starts with the new life. Uh, If you have been raised with Christ, that if what he has done on the cross and his uh, resurrection from the dead, if you embrace that message, that has happened to you. You have received new life because of what Christ has done. And if that's not you this morning, I'd love to talk to you afterwards. Because that's the first step is to come and do a, a right relationship, a, a new life relationship with Jesus. If then you have been raised with Christ. He, he's saying, you know, so if that huge event has happened, it has implications for how you now live. I want to tell you that when I say pagan holidays, uh, some of you are going, yeah, that, that's family gatherings. That's family gatherings. My family, when they gather, it's pagan holiday. And it's, it's terrible things are happening. Terrible things are happening in the living room, the kitchen, bedrooms, out in the back. Terrible things are happening. Uh, when I say the word debauchery, you say, yeah, family gatherings. This is what happens. This is where I came from. And I want to tell you, the only thing that changes that is the new life. comes from Christ is you no longer identifying with your roots your family but now your main identification the one that has is a new family it's you being connected with Jesus this is exciting stuff and so uh, the how this goes on you first have the new birth And so if you have had the new birth, if you're connected with Christ, if you've been raised with him, he now uses two words, seek and set. Uh, Middle of verse one, seek the things that are above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. And then he says, set your minds on things that are above, not on the things that are on earth. Seek and set. Set. It's this idea of what your action is to be. It's, it's the, the new way of living. Some, some of us struggle with this. We say, I've been living this sinful way for so long, I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. Seek and set. That's what you're supposed to be doing. Seek the things that are above. You used to th- seek the things that are right here, right now. The temporary things. Uh why are drugs attractive even initially it's now it's now hey you take this 15 minutes you're going to feel different there's not too many things in life like that the bottle why is it so attractive hey hey this will deaden you to the things that you're struggling with you know life isn't that good this will make life better for a moment for time Why is the idea of buying stuff and grabbing after life? Well, for a moment, for a time, it will make us feel better. It's it's the grabbing the things that are right in front of us. But you have these two words, seek and set. Uh, The way the new life is uh, found in Christ and, and how it's lived is for us to seek the things that are not here, but are above. And uh, it's this idea, and we're going to come back to this. It's but like seeking where Christ is. It's seeking Him. It's setting our minds on things of Him. He says, "Seek and set," and the, it's the things that were the things of heaven, not on the party for the weekend, not not on the eternal, not not on the temporary, but on the eternal. Uh I hate to bring this up so early in the Christmas season. Have you ever felt ripped off at Christmas time? Not like somebody stole your presents or something like that, but you felt ripped off. There was this huge buildup, and uh moms are especially susceptible to this. It's gonna be perfect. Everything's gonna come together. Uh, I was reminded, I was, uh, Rebecca called her mom who was up in o- Oregon and they were uh, having Thanksgiving celebration and the power went out. The power went out. You know, half things were cooked, some of them things weren't. You know, is, that, is that deal? I remember a, a Christmas, uh, I don't know, maybe 15, 20 years ago around here that uh, I think it was our first Christmas here actually. And where's this place? It snowed, the power went out. And we had the half-cooked turkey that got barbecued after that, you know. You know, we were doing something food network-wise. You know, you started in the oven for, you know, at this temperature. Um, and, and there's this idea that it's going to be perfect. Everything's going to be great. And I want to tell you, it will not be great down here. There will be touches and elements of things that don't work out, and, and if we build up to this temporary thing, I will tell you that we will be disappointed. We're setting ourselves up for disappointment over and over and over again. Won't be perfect. Why? Because it's temporary. It's, it's just right here. but he says, "What? Seek the things that are above. Why? Because you can rejoice in them forever, forever they will not disappoint. It's this idea of seeking it, but also setting it. It's the idea of putting our mind and placing it there and purposely. Um, I want to tell you, if you don't purpose to do this, something else will happen. You'll get wound up and everything else. Um, the, The words, I should, I should, you know, I really should do this. I really, you know, I saw this other person did this, and I should do that. And I don't have time to do that, but I should do that because they did that, and I want to feel like they did. And I should do this, and I saw this, and I need this. And I, there's this, there's this idea of being overwhelmed. Why? Because we're seeking this stuff down here. When he tells us, "Hey, if you're a believer, if you've been raised with Christ, if you've experienced the new life, seek the things that are above. Set your minds." Uh, on the things that uh, will last forever. So he, he calls on us to seek different things above. And uh, along with this, as you look down at the scripture, um, if you've been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on the things above, not on the things that are of earth. Verse three, for you have died in your life is hidden with Christ and God. You look at that and you go, wow, that's different. It, it, it reflects on, and it's this idea of grasping, grasping and understanding the, the amazing grace of the gospel that you were dead and now you've been made alive. And and this life is is connected and cannot be separated from what Jesus did on the cross for you. Can't be separated. And so, uh, I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but I'm going to come back to this. Okay, this idea is, why is Jesus' birth so important to us? Because He's the reason I'm alive. He's the one through whom I've, gained life not deadness that i had before but life that i can rejoice in even now as you look this passage he he talks about this dead and life and now your life is hidden with christ and god when christ who is your life appears then you will appear with him in glory i just want to tie this up and I, i want to come back to this point i keep saying that but That's why I said it was going to be tough to uh, take notes this morning. When's the glory going to appear in this passage? When is everything going to be great? When he comes. When he comes. That the Savior came. He he did the event that brings life to those who would follow after him. And he says, seek the things that are above and, and be focused on that. And Christ, who is your life, why? Because when he appears, then the glory will appear. That's when everything will be great. That's when everything will be glorious. Do do, do you see this? Do you you understand how this would uh, um, have implications for us this Christmas season, this Thanksgiving season, the mundane, the exciting, uh, all these things? Why? Because we look forward not to a date and time down here, but to, at the return of Christ, because then, he says, the glory will be displayed. Then, then is when it's pictured. Then it's when it's all good. Well, um, how do we walk through this? This is my second going through this. You, you need to think this through this Christmas. The new birth changes everything. The new birth changes everything. As you think of Christmas time, the birth of Jesus, where we celebrate the birth of Jesus, why is this a big deal? Why is this a reason to celebrate? Because that one who was born changes everything for me. You need to think that through. That, that, That needs to be the focus. And for us now, seek and set the... We're not about the things of this earth. We're about the things of heaven. We're not on the party for the weekend or the, or the temporary things. We're about the eternal things. And then as you look at this passage, it's so important to understand. These words draw me. I remember reading them as a young believer and, and this just standing out to me that, that Christ isn't a part of my life. He's not, he's not the thing that I, I, I go to church on Sunday to worship Christ and then I go about doing things. I'm, I'm a bunch of other things. And look at this passage and it's such a description for me of, of something different, something um, magnificent and it takes over my life is this. Because I was, di- verse 3, for you have died and your life is hidden with Christ and God. Can't see me anymore. Why? Because my life is hidden with Christ and God. And then he says it again in a different way. Verse 4. When Christ, who is your life. Look at that. Christ, who is our life. I want to tell you that Christ didn't come to be a part of your life. He didn't come to be something that helps you through the day. He came He lived a sinless life, and then He died on the cross, rose again to be your life, to be your everything. And so some of you are going, now what does this have to do with Christmas, Thanksgiving, Cinco de Mayo, and everything else you talked about? I want to put it together for you. So what should we do? Uh, Some have said uh, we were made to worship. We were made to worship. Everyone was made to worship. And we will worship. We will worship someone, something, sometime. I find that to be true. And I want to tell you, uh, this Christmas time, this Christmas time, this time of year where our world stops, celebrates different things. They really celebrate three things. There's three options to celebrate. You can worship the sun. You can worship the sun. And when I say sun, S-U-N, okay? Very interesting study. Uh, plenty of different religions over the course of time have worshiped the sun. Worship the sun. Some in the scriptures, some outside of the scriptures, okay? Different points in history. Worship the sun. You can worship a false god this time of year. You can be a worshiper of a false god. And I want to tell you... Um, I. I say "Sun," but it's Satan, okay? It's Satan. Uh, Satan doesn't usually come right out and say his name. So here I am. He uses another name. He distracts us from something else. He makes it seem more palatable. the sun. The sun. You can worship the sun. Secondly, you can worship yourself. You can worship yourself. You can just say, "I'm going to do." Whatever I want to do, and whatever's best for me and my family, the people that I find important, that 's what we 're going to do. I want to tell you that 's the worship of self, and frankly that 's the same worshiping Satan and just following in his path and being so you have the son, you have the self, yourself, or you have jesus that 's all you got yeah that 's all you got. I want to tell you that this is what we do, and, and and I want to tell you this is this is hopefully this is helpful for you. Christmas time, you have three options: son, self, Jesus. You know what? Thanksgiving, you have three options: the son, self, Jesus. Fourth of July, Cinco de Mayo, your birthday, your birthday, right? I should get what I want. It's my birthday. It's my birthday. I don't care if you don't like it. It's my birthday. I get what I want. I get to go first. It's my birthday. I, I, I want to tell you uh, the, the birth of a child. I mean, and, and uh, this is an easy one for me. I see she, Grandma Sheila here today, too, and I'm a little nervous about talking about twins when Grandma Sheila. But, uh, and I know Scott and Jesse do this, that they, when they see, I saw, I know Grandma does this. I, when she sees those two beautiful children, She praises Jesus, knowing that he's the reason. There's this blessing, but not just that he's the reason for this, but these two little ones are going to need to know him. And and they're going to be needy of a Savior as well. And and you look at this, and so you can celebrate at a birth. You know what? A memorial service, memorial service, a, a funeral, if you will. The death of a, you know what? That's a time that Jesus should be honored and praised. Why? Because without Him, we're dead in our trespasses and sins, that there is no life beyond the grave. As you look at this, what this does, it causes us to think through everything. Your your anniversary, God's faithfulness to you, right? God blessed you, and without Christ and what He did on the cross, you'd be lost. You you look at this, you you look at... uh, in the celebrations for a country, you know, without which you got to use men. And he did these things in history. That's great. It's part of his blessing that we would be able to worship him now, even this morning. So here we go. Worship and proclaim and honor Jesus in the midst of the mundane. You know, tomorrow's Monday. Probably not going to be that exciting of a day. Worship Him. Proclaim Him. Honor Jesus in the midst of special celebrations. Number two, this is the same way. In in the births and weddings and memorials and Easter, Thanksgiving, Veterans Day, birthdays, July 4th, Cinco de Mayo, anything. You want to say, how can I honor Jesus with this day? How can I uh, put the spotlight on Him? How can I praise Him for what He has done So you have, uh, in the midst of the Monday, in the midst of special celebrations, in your thoughts, in your thoughts, I want to encourage you. Some of us try to go through the motions, try to go through the motions. Isn't God good? And in your heart, you're complaining against him. You know, I I just am trying to praise Jesus. Uh, But in your heart and in your private moments in your home, you're not, you're not. So it's in the midst of those thoughts as well that you would look at every moment. I, I was talking with a brother uh, before the service. Car got crashed. Exciting time, right? Run into anybody, you know? Um, uh, you, you look at that and you go, uh, "How can I pray?" If, if life is not good, those those are the. What do you, I want to tell you? You can praise Him even then. And say, God, what are you doing? How are you wanting to uh, honor yourself in my life right now? How are you supposed to do that? And then lastly, uh, in your future hopes, in your future hopes. As you look to the future and as you make goals and dreams, even if they're just for the next month or the next year or five years or ten years, to say, with whatever God has given me for the future, How can I praise him? How can I honor him? How can I proclaim him? Knowing that he's changed everything for me. Everything. So I hope this is helpful for you. As we consider uh, this Christmas season, and uh, much of the world will go for the pagan route, the secular route, the selfish route. Uh, The question for us is, uh, how will we celebrate? Will we celebrate honoring worshiping, proclaiming Jesus. Please join with me in prayer. Father God, thank you for this morning. Um, Thank you for the blessing of being with your people and for the joy here in this place that gives us strength, uh, joy that comes from you. God, uh, I ask that you would help us do this. I ask that you would uh, help us to keep your son, Jesus Christ, the center of all that we are that we would see him as not a portion of our life but our life that we would seek him and set our minds on him and consider the things that you have done and that we would embrace your plan and be thrilled in your plan help us not to get sucked in to the things that this uh uh, perishing world is doing God, thank you for uh, your church here in this place. Bless them as they go. Uh, Give them the strength to obey you this week. We thank you in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you so much.